with everybody in the CrossFit space asking the question, is CrossFit dead? There is no way in hell you would be saying that if you were in Miami this weekend. All right, let's riff. Welcome back to Scott Riffs. Where has CrossFit missed the mark? And I want you to listen closely because she does something very tricky here that really pissed me off. You are not presenting accurate facts. You are manipulating what you're presenting to suck people into your narrative. CrossFit takes note or gets out of the way. One or the other, because this train's moving forward because of people like you. Some I'm too much of an alpha at times uh, to want to uh, conform too much. And I, and I would rather be all of me. What is going on, everybody? He's back. I am back from Miami. I got the tan part of jacked and tan down, and I am ready to go tonight. I actually have, at a minimum, five riffs for this week after being in Miami at Wadapalooza this week. <clears throat> so here we go. My first riff is, Wadapalooza doesn't need CrossFit. CrossFit needs Wadapalooza. And like I opened up the show with, with all the different different pro, yeah, with all the different people in the space talking about is CrossFit dead? If you were in Miami, there's no way in hell you would think that. There had to be twenty thousand people there over the weekend to watch CrossFit and functional fitness. It was awesome, so awesome to be there. So here's my advice: CrossFit needs to beat down the door of loud and live and figure out what they are doing to get people in the door because CrossFit needs to do the same thing for their semifinals. I've attended the semifinals the last two seasons, all of the ones in North America that is attendance was light at, to say it the best. And it was nothing at all like um, what was happening in Miami this weekend. So was Wadapalooza flawless? Wadapalooza was not flawless. Um, they had their own issues, and we'll probably get into that later this week. However, they did a hell of a job getting people in the door. And it's crazy. No matter what they do, people keep coming back. So I talked to Jen Ryan, and I talked to Paige Semenza on my way out of Miami this weekend. And what I, what I asked them was, why is it that people keep coming back? And they said, the crazy thing is, is, and Jen Ryan said that every year it's a shit show yet every year, all the top athletes and all the fans come back year after year after year. And I said that to Paige Semenza, um, we were at the airport together. I said, this is what Jen Ryan said. And she goes, you know what? After last season, I said, I'm not coming back. The minute I got the invite this year, I was like, yep, I'm going. So I don't know what it is. It just keeps sucking the major athletes back in 
to Wadapalooza every year, but they have something and CrossFit needs to figure out what that is. What is the draw? So with all of that, I think CrossFit needs Wadapalooza. They need to know the techniques, the tactics, the different elements that they use to get people in the door. Conversely, I'm not sure it's the same for Wadapalooza. I couldn't tell you after this weekend if Wadapalooza was technically a CrossFit licensed event or not. There was nothing in the signage that used the term CrossFit. The only thing that would make me believe that it is a licensed event is that the CEO, Don Fall, was there participating and the commercials in between events were all about the magic of CrossFit. Uh, the new, uh, the new video series that they are putting out, uh, to attract people back into the box. So with that, let's break it down a little bit. What does Wadapalooza have that the semifinals do not have? First, Miami is a destination location. It's in the middle of winter. Everybody in the North in Canada, uh, even in Europe are looking for um, are looking for a place to go to get warm and to kind of get a break from the cold winter months. <laughs> Can semifinals do that? Maybe not because you're not being, you're not holding them in the winter time. You're holding them in the spring, but you can find destinations to hold them that can turn a weekend of going to watch fitness into a week long vacation for a group of people whether that be a couple, whether it be a family, whether it be just a group of guys, whatever that is, if you can find a location to put that in, that is a destination. Um, and no knock on Knoxville, but Knoxville is not a vacation destination. Um, it, it just is not. I'm not sure Minneapolis, Minnesota would be considered a destination to go to um, for a vacation. Uh, the next thing is programming. This Wadapalooza has a little bit of an edge on because they are not held to a standard that keeps the programming in a way that must be in accordance with finding the fittest man and woman on earth. The semifinals are held to that standard. That has to be a complete test to make sure the best of the best move on to the CrossFit games um, to represent their region um, or their continent um, at the CrossFit games. However, last year, Boz proved that he could be creative in programming at the CrossFit games. So why not let that creativity trickle down a bit to that semifinal level um, to allow a little bit more creativity? Do we always have to hold the semifinals at an indoor arena? Can there be outdoor events uh, along with that? As long as you make sure all the events have the same uh, logistics around that, I think we could do some things like that and open it up a bit um, from what it has traditionally been done for the last 15 years. So they've already shown that creativity Hopefully the plan is in place to let that trickle down to the semifinals for this year. Competition. Wadapalooza brings a ton of big names. And I think CrossFit has already done 
the right thing by consolidating semifinals so that the North American, the European semifinals will now be stacked. You will see all the big names on the floor at the same time. Um, that will bring an excitement and a, and a want to for fans to get there. But I think that is just the first step. The last thing I am going to bring up about what is the possibility is that Wadapalooza is a community event. Not only do you have the elite athletes performing, but you have RX, intermediate, scaled, masters, and teens, and even adaptive athletes on the floor. What that does is it brings a lot more families, a lot more friends, a lot more gym goers to the event to support those people that they know. I think that if you want to put an emphasis on the open, we have expanded that community aspect to quarterfinals with the top 10%. Why can't we expand the community aspect of that another leg to the semifinals? It can be if you're in a war, like a warm weather area, we're in Pasadena, we're in Orlando. Um, I don't know what Berlin is like in spring, but hopefully it's warm. You could hold events in the parking lot in tents in like that old fashioned community garage feel to bring more aspect to it. So when people need a break from being sitting in the arena, they could come out and watch those other things going on outside, get some fresh air, maybe add the vendor village out there. And if you're saying that that can't be done, it was actually done that um, it was actually done last year at the Granite Games. The Granite Games held a full community event at the exact same time that semifinals were going on. And they did it successfully. So yes, it can be done. And I see in the comments, my next point. And with that, you now give the teens and masters an opportunity to have a live semifinal before the games. Not an online one, but a live one. Allow them to go represent, take the top so many to get to the games. And you know what teens have? Teens have parents. You know what parents have? They have money and they want to support their child. What that does is then it boosts what's happening at Vendor Village. Now you're getting more vendors into the place because there's more people willing to spend money. And what do masters have? Masters have disposable income. I am a master's athlete. I have been working for 30 ungod years of my life um, and I have disposable income. That is what vendors want to see at the venues. Every vendor I talked to at Wadapalooza had a successful weekend. I know almost everybody, almost everybody that I talked to had sold out of the inventory that they had on site. And if not, they had just very little, um, very little uh, inventory left to take back home. Um, but 
you're bringing deeper pockets to the event. You can then charge more for the, um, for the vendors to be there. They're, they're willing to pay that extra money because it's more successful and they can get a little bit more of that. So all of that stuff, we have to find out ways to grow the crowds have to, if CrossFit is going to be successful, they need every aspect possible to learn from people like the Wadapalooza loud and live people to get people in the door so that this sport can grow and continue to flourish. They need to brainstorm and maybe just maybe we need to look at these licensing agreements with CrossFit instead of being a licensed event, they actually become a partner, a partner that helps advertise for Wadapalooza. Not that they really needed that this weekend, but maybe they could teach them what it's like to have a beer garden with a jumbo screen for those who couldn't get into a stadium to be able to watch the event on TV. So with all of that, let's get this thing done. Let's form partnerships with the people that can do the right thing. We are in good locations, Pasadena, Orlando, Berlin. I did see somebody say that Berlin's not that warm. I'm hoping it is in May. Um, and then we can do some things like that. I know that Torian um, has done community events as well as semifinals. This is definitely, definitely doable and something that can be, be done going forward. I did see Elisa's comment as I was talking. She made me chuckle as I was speaking about where is this disposable income? I have to admit, Elise, when my daughter was in all the sports, we didn't have a ton of disposable income, but I always made sure that if my daughter wanted or needed something for her events, most of the time she got it. Um, if that meant a sacrifice for me, you know, it was, and I did see something from, um, Mr. Ortega, maybe Jonathan Ortega. Yes. They also had a CrossFit education booth there, which was really, really cool. If you have ever, ever got your L1 or done any of the stuff with CrossFit, they were actually running mini demos of movements at the tent, um, showing how you would coach those events. It was super, super cool. And they had, those things are, I think also play a role in what happens at Wadapalooza because there are things like that. The, it entertains people outside of the competition. So with that, yeah, thank you, Shay. Uh, yeah, definitely got a lot of sun uh, this weekend. Um, and my winter white skin uh, sucked it all in. Um, I'm surprised it didn't reflect off and blind somebody in the stands. So that is the riff for tonight. Let's use these um, events that are doing so well to, um, to, to improve what CrossFit is doing this season. I think a lot of good can come from this and, and really change 
the outlook from, hey, we're going to license this event to, hey, we're going to partner with this event um, and get some mutual benefit back and forth. With that, uh, my riff is done. That is about it for tonight. Thank you, everyone, for joining and sending comments through the chat. Love you all. I'm glad I'm back and expect a few more riffs this week as I have at least four more lined up. And I'm hoping to do one a night uh, for this week after Wadapalooza. Um, They're not all going to be sunshine and rainbows like this one kind of was. Um, so with that, we will see you next time on Scott Riffs. Yeah.